Hey everybody, welcome to Weezer Has Turned and Left Us Here. We're here for another episode. Oh my god, but what's new about this episode? Oh, I'm looking at you. (laughs) Good thing that is new, because then I would assume that you had like a picture of me that you stare (laughs) at when we record. No, you're in LA. I am in LA. And I am also in LA. I haven't gone anywhere. I I mean, I left my house. That was the most I do. But She uh, left the house to pick me up because I didn't get a car because I'm afraid of driving in L.A. Yeah, you should be. (laughs) But yeah, you're in L.A. for podcast reasons, but not our podcast. Well, kind of. Well, we're combining things. Yeah, I came to see uh, Podcast-a-thon, the 12-hour comedy show for charity, and uh, saw that last night, and I am insanely exhausted right now. Yeah. Oh, we're a Weezer podcast, I forgot to mention. Weezer has turned and left. Did you call? Did you say the name? Yeah. I always forget when you say I it. I think because it's such a long name, I just never hear I, it. I think it's because I fuck up like three or four <laughs> times first and we have to restart. But, but luckily, we our guest that we'll get to in a minute didn't have to see me fucking up like, like I normally do. <laughs> our guest is a pro. We have a guest today. This is our guest. first Good. guest too, which is exciting. Yeah. Let's just get him in here. Who cares? Yeah. Hey. Okay. Well, Wait, I guess, do you know him? Yeah. Well, yeah, I know okay. him, but I've never introduced him before. I've never oh, introduced wow. yeah, him on I've a never... podcast. So, yeah. I mean, how are you going to introduce me? Yeah. I don't know because you do so many things. I mean, you know him from, well, I don't know, the Percast. Why not? It's Steve Ray Morris. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate your commitment. <laughs> I, I love how that was your uh, uh, that was your um, introduction for him is the one thing that yeah. you're just involved with. Him with. <laughs> no, well, I, I respect said, that. I kind of said my favorite murder, and of course, a lot of people know you from my favorite murder, you from C Jurassic, right? From all the other podcasts you're a part of, which I don't even know. The, I swear, every time you're like, "Oh, I'm working on this podcast," I'm like, "I didn't know you were working on that one," but you have like a long list. Hey, sometimes I don't know what per- podcast I'm working on either. <laughs> what podcast or what podcast I'm working on either. <laughs> but yeah, oh, this is exciting too because. This episode, okay, we haven't recorded it yet, but this episode comes out the same day as our podcast with Matt. Yeah, I'll be the guest on that which one. We're recording next, but His go return. check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah my, my return. But we'll get to that on. Mm-hmm. So th- it's like a special crossover event, like yeah. uh, like when Friends used to do it with Matt about you. <laughs> I like oh, that. Yeah. That's your your barometric for crossovers <laughs> when Infinity War and like end, and Endgame just came those? out. Yeah, I don't know. Just some just some just oh, some Marvel. Okay. Well, those aren't really crossovers if you think about True. it, because it's a whole universe. So if it was like Garfield meets yeah. Iron Man or something, <laughs> I was gonna say some DC thing, but uh, yeah, if they brought in Garfield that would be a crossover yeah uh, if if like I think si- that's for your other podcast too the Garfield part. <laughs> the one I haven't the one that I will someday start or, or the cast of Seinfeld comes on and like fights Thanos or something I don't know yeah Thanos. but I guess this isn't a really because there's nothing cat related in Weezer no yeah we, and there's nothing we've Weezer related in cats Except if there are any cats that are like dressed like Rivers Cuomo, like they're wearing glasses. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, that's a good point. Cats yes. that look like Rivers.com. Is that, can I? You, well, I think you bought the domain. <laughs> yeah. Let me Yay. write that down. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We're not here to talk about cat themed Weezer song. Like, no. I don't have anything like that. No, um, but but it's funny because you've been listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I'm really enjoying it. Well, He's our and... one listener. <laughs> So and Matt like, Sharp. Oh, yeah, we don't, we don't know that he listens. We just know that he retweeted something of ours. Uh, I'm wearing a rental shirt, by the way. Yeah. It's hard to tell because it just has an R, R. on it. Yeah, I had no idea. I was going to say Team Rocket because you, you do have purple hair. Wait, no, James has purple hair. James? Jesse and James from Team Rocket. Wait, what's Pokemon? Team Pokemon? Rocket? Oh, <laughs> I thought you were making another Marvel reference. No, no, no. I was like, yeah, I like the raccoon, but. <laughs> yeah, you have Thanos hair. He's yeah, purple. yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah, am I just Marvel themed? Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Uh, anyway, yeah. Anyway, but so so you've actually been like occasionally you'll text me things about Weezer. Well, that's the fun thing is that that's the thing that I learned. Like <laughs> the one thing getting involved with podcasts was like the day that like. They finally started working with certain people, and then I work on and then listen to the podcast. Then it's like I feel like I had that little private channel to be like, because that's all you yeah. want to do when you listen to podcasts is be like, no, no, but uh, I have a reference that thing. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And then it's like it's fun to be able to te- like text, but it's probably so out of context for you. Where like randomly, I'll just later. I'll just yeah. like text you something about pork and beans, like a <laughs> like a because uh, usually I listen in the morning or at night, so it's kind of just very sporadic. But well, also it it hasn't been that bad because we've been uh. Up to the last minute editing them, <laughs> mostly yeah. so we just listened to the episode. So it's not like, yeah, oh, I didn't even remember that came out. But yeah, you, you, <laughs> so you like, well, d- well, yeah, l- before we get to that, yeah. let's, let's get into your history yes. with Weezer. When is the first time you heard of Weezer? Well, I think like both you, I think Buddy Holly obviously was the first thing. Well, wait, in MTV. You're like the same age as us, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm 32. Well, I'm 32. Okay. So he's younger than us. Yeah. yeah. But he's a baby. I, well, it's that thing of like, I think I was telling you, Sarah, before, like, really for me, waiting for the Green album was, I think, like, that's when I first became a Weezer fan, was that that in-between period where you were like, oh, I love Buddy Holly, and then you discover Pinkerton, and everyone hated it, and then you kind of, I feel like there was some Rolling Stone article, like, back in the day, I didn't look it up, but, like, about yeah. Rivers, like, returning and, like, coming back from oh, yeah, hiding. Sure. And that stuff. So that was the era where I got like I remember getting a sampler CD with Pete Yorn, and uh, ha- like it had hash generic, pipe on it. Generic white guy singer songwriter um, Pete Yorn. Uh, but I remember like because there was a Virgin Megastore where I grew up in Orange County, and so they I remember oh well that w- there was two in Orange County, and the, I remember listening to the Green album like in when you could listen oh, in yes. stores. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And, oh yeah, cuz like and then you'd have like, to like stand there era. and people were like what is he listening to? Cuz <laughs> yeah. there's a bunch of options yeah. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. listen to. So that was kind of like that period. That was when I really got into Weezer and like started reading about them or like tried to devour anything that I could about them and everything. I like miss that. those little listening stations. I mean, I mean, I guess there aren't record stores anymore. I guess you yeah. just have Spotify. But it's so much less fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, that that would be the only way you'd you'd hear these songs is you'd go in and listen to just the station's like, well, I don't know who this artist is, but it's next to one I know. So, yeah. and nobody's listening to this one, so I'll press this button. Put on the <laughs> headphones that a million other people have put on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I wonder if like by the crappiest headphones. <laughs> oh yeah, they're they're not. They probably were like Virgin Megastore. They weren't good, but. I wonder now if, like, at a music festival, if they wanted to, like, preview new music, they could, like, re- like how they have pop-up, like, nostalgic things. Aww. Like a pop-up Virgin Megastore. And they'd have – it would probably just be, like, Spotify or something. Yeah. But, like, you could listen, like – A Virgin Mini Store. Aww. Isn't that cute? <laughs> <laughs> like, I could – Write that down also. Yeah. Virgin Our ideas. Mini Store. Uh, but, yeah, that was definitely the era, like – getting ready for like when hash five came out that was probably because i think obviously i'd heard about it because like k-rock here in la like plays like all the older weezer, weezer songs and stuff well yeah you're from, <laughs> well you're from southern california, yeah i'm from southern right? california but uh yeah it was like that period of like when hash pipe first came out and it was like weezer's back and all that kind of stuff because it was such a big gap it was five years right and yeah there are all these rumors of like well, well, plus for most people it was longer because most people didn't hear pinkerton at all that's true, I guess. So when they when they first heard Hashpipe, they're like, "Oh yeah, this is the Buddy Holly band." Yeah, you know, from it's eight been... years ago. Yeah, <laughs> or um, not eight, but yeah, from from half a decade ago. Yeah, so yeah, that was definitely that era, like getting the Green Album and 
Yeah, I wonder, because I didn't get into Weezer till later, so I don't know what that was like. Because the first album I was waiting for was Make Believe, which... Well, album I, five, whatever. But nobody, but nobody was waiting for Maladroit because it just came out. Yeah, it like did. it came out so quickly it that it year. wasn't mm-hmm. like I don't remember there being like a big yeah. wait for it. I don't know. I, I think that I got. I think I got really into Weezer right at around Maladroit. So, it, but you had heard them before. So no, we, no, I, I'd heard I'd heard them, but I don't think I was like a big fan. Mm. Until yeah, I, like I, I don't. I think like we, we've talked about it, the the time I was the biggest Weezer fan was. Maladroit era. Oh wow! Because that yeah, was yeah. when I was, you know, eighteen and uh, going away to college, and then that was the that on was the, the music that I listened to on Winamp every <laughs> every day on repeat. And I think that was like the same time the Killers had come out with their first album, Hot, fu- the, hot Fuss. Yeah, I always want to say Fuzz, but yeah. it's Fuss. Yeah, the Hot Fuzz is the uh, <laughs> is the Simon Pig movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think it was two thousand four because that was when I worked at Disneyland. And my drive to Disneyland was like 20 minutes. And so I remember listening to Hot Fuss, uh, Modest Mouse's The Moon in Antarctica, and Yellow Cards, Ocean <laughs> Avenue. Ooh, Man, oh my that's God, that an was era. that long ago? Wow. Yeah. Because, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too. Yeah, like, Hot Fuss was 2004. Like, Waiting for the Green Album. I mean, I was, that was 2001 or 2000? 2000. 2001, I think. Because Maldorite was 2002. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So this is always stuff where like I immediately forget everything as soon as I read yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, 2001 was the green album. Mm. Yeah, and so for me that was like well, and I also remember a lot of stuff from 2001 because that was I mean, well, so you were you were 14. I was 14 and well, and because my first week of high school was 9/11. So Oh, jeez. So everything like I feel like for me, it's that thing of like, you know, you always remember when certain like people JFK or like things like that. Yeah. So for me because but also because it's so tied to my freshman year of high school, which is also a momentous moment in your life like mm-hmm. oh my cuz at least well for some people I know Brenna like she went to high school and it was 10th grade to 12th grade mine was too oh, okay mm-hmm. so yeah for okay. me ninth grade yeah mine was ninth grade yeah so that to me so all those things so I feel like I just have a better memory of that year hmm. in general because it was not only my freshman year of high school but you know everything else but yeah I remember like toxicity came out that first week of high school <laughs> and I got my bass guitar learned how to play hash pipe dun 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 like something like that is it a fun song? Is it an easy song to play? Yeah, it's, so it's kind of boring a little bit. Mm. I yeah, think, it's, it's just, I don't think, does it change at all the entire song? Dun, 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 dun. Like, it's just that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so this is so interesting to me because I don't remember being excited about an album coming out until Make Believe, which don't make fun of me. <laughs> it's... I have a lot of thoughts on Make Believe, and it's underrated and underappreciated, and it also has a lot of crappy songs on it, but a couple good ones. But anyway. I, I mean, well, it has Beverly Hills, which is the best song. So, shockingly, Beverly Hills is not the worst Weezer song, I've realized. Uh, but anyway, I'll get to that later. Oh, yeah. But what is it like to be to be like waiting for a Weezer album when you don't have like the – like I, I remember being oh, on the, the message internet. boards and being so excited and talking with everyone who's so excited. But was were people – like were actual real life people also excited about Weezer? I think it helped because my dad was a big music person and so he had the blue album. He had really? Pinkerton. So he liked Weezer. Yeah, but my dad also like he also would play Britney Spears along with Weezer. Like he just liked he, he liked like music. He just like, like pop music. Yeah, yeah. He was just one of those I think he was from I think from a certain like that kind of in between boomer and Gen X. Like he was just in that mid like I mean, he's, he's not quite a boomer. He's not quite a Gen Xer. He's mm-hmm. like right in the middle. So I think it's that thing of like, 
in the early 90s, you invested in... So when my dad moved back to Orange County from Pasadena, he got two 500 CD changers. And so as a kid, I would just grow up like thumbing through these like huge yeah. catalogs of like of the, all the covers. And wow. so like the Blue Album was there, Pinkerton was there. And so it wasn't like he was like obsessed with any one thing. It was just like we'd listen to like Old Man River like musicals, like an Aladdin <laughs> soundtrack, and then go to like Weezer or Limp Bizkit. Old Man Rivers. Yeah, yeah. Old man. <laughs> he, was young, he was Young Man Rivers. He like, was, yeah. Don't get this into his head because he'll cover that and that <laughs> oh, would be God. bad. Look, he's already going to cover everything. Yeah. Well, matter. I don't know. He, he might have got the cover bug out of him for mm. now because it's not like he, I mean, they've had a couple covers before, as we discussed. But yeah. I, I, he did the one album as we, I, as we know you do he does one album then he completely changes for the next one that's true but I predict he's gonna do the teal album part two. Oh god <laughs> I oh god I what he, is your opinion on the teal oh album? well I was gonna say because I was I was I was listening to it this morning and it's just it's just so boring that it's just like I just yeah, turn it off because I'm just like mm-hmm. well I don't even like if you don't like if you don't care about the songs then why would you listen to Weezer do them because they sound yeah. exactly I, mean, I like most of the songs it's just but I I can just listen to the original. Like yeah, it's, yeah. If there's nothing new that they're bringing to the table, then why do I, why, why do I not just listen to ELO do Mr. Blue Sky? Yeah, exactly. Especially because, yeah, he really is. Wait, I think I forget which song it was where he actually has like you can actually hear his voice versus it just being like processed <laughs> to just sound generic or whatever. Is there but, one of them? <laughs> but there was one song where I was like, OK, this is this is you can actually hear because that's the problem with later album Weezer or later Weezer yeah, albums yeah. is that it's all so processed that it doesn't have well, any personality. Well, I think it started with the Green Album. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I listened to the Green Album a bunch because I know that we're going to talk about it here. It's And, uh, and it's 28 minutes, so <laughs> yeah. I, you can just blow through it. And it, it it has a lot of the elements from the Blue Album, like musically, but then when you hear the, the vocals and everything, it's just so produced and everything... It sounds too perfect. I, yeah, I don't like that. No, listening back to the to the Green album. I mean, "Don't Let Go" is my favorite Weezer song. It's but a good it, song. It sounds like a car song, kind of too, a little bit. Yeah, you can tell he's like trying, he, like, because this was around oh. the time he was like really looking at pop songs, and the whole album sounds like he's trying to do like early Beatles, but yeah. it's not really working. I'm not a huge early Beatles fan, but it but... is that very like let's just kind of. It's like let's formulaic. Like, well, that's the thing too. I was listening to Island in the Sun, and it was fun. It's funny to me that that's the their biggest song on Spotify. And do I, I, the more I listen to it, the more I don't like it. It's just so boring. Yeah, it's it's. So I like the Green Album, but it is very like like in some ways it almost sounds better if it's in a mix with like other Weezer songs yeah. because well, I, then I think it, a lot of the songs are just they feel incomplete. Also, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like They're it's 28 short. minutes, but some of these songs, it's like, oh, it's a chorus. This song know, is just a chorus. Do you know what my favorite song on that album is? Because yeah, yeah. I re listened to it too. My favorite. <laughs> you said that well, braggingly. <laughs> I re listened to the Green Album. I re listened to it like three times while I was just driving around running errands. <laughs> oh, wow, you can't just, do that. <laughs> yeah. Was it but, Knockdown Drag Out? No. <laughs> it's not Crab either, which. Crab, <laughs> if you want to. What did you even mean? <laughs> Knockdown Dragout is two minutes and eight seconds. Yeah. Let me give you a hint. My favorite song on the album, turns out, is the longest song on the album. Oh, well, then I can tell you that yeah. it's a girlfriend. Yep. That, that, I feel like it has the song. most kind of like feeling in it. Like he get the sense that he almost like feels something. In your arms, I was happy 
but um, well, no, I was I agree with you, you both about that idea of like because yeah, like kind of going into this idea of like when you asked me to be on, and I was like, oh yeah, like I really love the Green Album, and I think I really liked it at the time, which I think is how well, most well, people reacted. You know, when, they were like, when was the last time you sat down and listened to it? I mean, it was probably to get ready for this. Uh, and before that. Uh, Can you even think of it? No. Well, and, and honestly, I mean, because you guys, or because you, you know, because when we, when the podcast that I used to co-host, Popular Music, mm-hmm. when we asked you to be a guest on Annalise and I, like, first we were going to ask you to do Weezer. Yeah. And then it was like all the complicated feelings. So we're like, <laughs> let's just do Jimmy World. Yeah. But that's when I started listening to Weezer again. Like, oh. and I didn't, and it was almost like I kind of didn't realize how much of a Weezer fan I was back in the day. Mm. Um, although I would say like the last album where I actually kept up with like what they were doing was Ratitude probably. Interesting. Um, yeah, that was after us. But well, uh, yeah. But um, as far as re-listening to the Green album just these last few times, it's for me that's why I think Don't Let Go and Photograph are like, to me they still have the same kind of like energy of like, because they're just so relentless yeah. that it's like yeah. we care. And then, yeah, after that, it becomes like Robot Rivers after that. Yeah. Like Island in the Sun is like Robot Rivers. On and on. You know, it's just very That's like true. trying to be, yeah, well, like Beatles. Like. The whole, I feel like I want to talk to Annalise about this because she's like really into music theory and she know. I want to be like, here are the reasons I think I don't like these songs. Yeah. And I feel like I was trying to think about what it was. And I feel like this is me trying to be a music theory person without having any music theory knowledge. But it's like, <laughs> Like, you know how when, like, a song, like, the lyrics are always falling on a beat, like, yeah. quarter notes or whatever? I feel like Pinkerton was doing this thing where it's, like, he's just saying a lot of words and fitting them into a thing instead of just, like, going on the beat. Yeah, well, it's those... I don't imper- know what that's called. It's those imperfections sometimes because yes. I think that's why people yeah. have a lot of problems with music nowadays where it's everything is perfectly... Um, Set to the metronome, mm-hmm. it's it's perfect. Like it's almost like you could chunk out yeah. any any part of a modern song and you could loop it perfectly because yes. it has to be perfectly on the beat. Whereas, like again, I was listening to Pinkerton when I was walking here, and it was just like El Scorcho. I think I think is the best Weezer song. I don't know what that means objectively, mm-hmm. but in my mind, that's like what I would consider the best Weezer song. But well, it's like him like falsettoing to the guitar solo yeah. and the like. Like the like the little like asides and stuff and uh-huh. those the st- you were talking on the podcast it sounds like they're a rock band yeah yeah <laughs> those little imperfections is what makes like to me that's what makes music have a soul you know and if you have and if it's that the green album yeah it does have that it was that first instance of like let's make this so clean that mm-hmm. like because I mean even just we're podcasting and there's people who want to clean up every breath every like vocal. Um, like we're all cowering to the misophonia people. It's like you could just pull your headphones; it's fine. Um, but um, you know, in a, in yeah, unless you're doing like a produced like uh, this American lifestyle yes. thing, if yeah. it's just three of us sitting in a room talking, then you want it to sound a different way than if you know you're doing this produced reported piece. Well, yeah, and already we're more professional because we're sitting in a studio that's, <laughs> that's all true. quiet and stuff, <laughs> and, and the mics are on mic stand. So already we're like a. Time levels above, like when you know, when we're just sitting around at a table. But I, I was reading a study where, like, if you take out ums and likes and you do that kind of YouTube style editing, then you people can't process the information as much because giving space is giving breaths. Like, so it's the same thing in music where, yeah, if you don't have those little things, it's like starts to feel soulless. It doesn't feel real. Yeah, it's not like this isn't how a real person. Well, that's why I feel like the Green Album has less kind of emotion behind, which is why I like the song that's the most sad on the green album if there is going to be a sad song on yeah. the green album it's probably that one well, you know I, I like don't let go when i was listening yeah, to it it's and, catchy. but I, I realized that i i mostly like the the songs that are 
again, just like rock song. It's like, yeah. hey, let's plug in the guitar and play it <laughs> and let's not try to well, and do the... some weird white boy rap stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, the songs themselves musically are better than like I, I think for the Green Album, when you add in the vocals, that's what brings it down. What I would love to do well, if some I... lyrics too. But yeah, yeah, some of oh, God. Don't make crab. me talk about crab. <laughs> I kind of wish we would. We'll talk about crab if you want to. Well, even the lyrics for Hashpipe are like, what the heck is going on oh, here? Oh, yeah, Hashpipe. That's like the one song that I really like, despite it having incomprehensible lyrics. My, my question about Hashpipe, because re-listening to it, where mm -hmm. it's like, this was a song I listened to all the time <laughs> growing up. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, does he ever sing like that anywhere else? Like, no. Like, I'm like, it's such but, a weird singing style that I'm like, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Okay, because Don't Let Go, while it's a very catchy song, his voice, he kind of is within the same octave the entire, yeah, yeah, yeah. me trying to be music theory again, but he's in the same octave the entire time. Hashpipe, he's like actually going up to another octave and it, it's weird, but it's like, at least he's doing something. Yeah. So that's interesting to me. What I would love to do if I had unlimited money and if I wasn't a jerk, because I think it's, I think it's <laughs> two qualifications. <laughs> if you had unlimited money, you would be a jerk. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I would want to pay like a different musician to kind of rework these songs to cover them, better vocals, rewrite some of the lyrics. Some of the lyrics are okay. Some are just bad. And also extend each song by like a minute. That's what I would do for the green. <laughs> wow. You <laughs> so you do like mean. a smile session. Like Beach yeah. Boys. Uh, well, and There's I wonder. There's a song called Smile. And I, <laughs> well, and I wonder if you listen to the raw takes before they were processed and stuff. I would I'm sure. Because at least $10 to hear <laughs> At least $10. When you, were, when you were on the boards, did you guys download, like, because sometimes demos would leak and stuff. Did you guys ever do any well, of that stuff? Because I think a Winamp was like, my Winamp was just full of like. Leaked, I, yeah. yeah, leaked or like live versions that people ripped and stuff. Well, for Make Believe, there were tons of demos. They were called Album 5 Demos because I, I don't know if... I don't remember if I did. Yeah, no, oh my God. There were so many, and I think, I don't know if it was Rivers himself uploading them. Oh, that sounds he, like such a... <laughs> he participated a lot. He posted on the board sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but I know that tons of demos came out for Album 5, and people are calling them Album 5 Demos. And they were actually really good, and they're better than what Make Believe ended up being, which is kind of sad. But yeah, I definitely downloaded those, and that's what got me so excited. I was just like listening to everything that was coming out. I had to have, but I just don't. You probably did. <laughs> you would well, know if you heard some of well, them. It, yeah, like usually when I get or back then, because it, that was the you know Napster era, pretty much where you could just download everything. I had, I have like every single Elliot Smith song, oh, yeah. like all the weird live and B sides mm -hmm. and like. Uh, terrible bootleg things but so i'm sure i did the same thing with weezer probably so if it was available you would just... know, i'll we'll have to play some because i know that you would probably know them yeah them. yeah i definitely did download that too it's actually funny because i was also all your message board stories and stuff it's like because i was super on i was dave matthews band message boards <laughs> and incubus and I don't, and I actually remember always going onto Weezer, like Weezer's website, and I maybe even went onto the forums, but I don't think I ever signed up. I think I was just a lurker, but only like to the, like, to like the news Weezer, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, like, I, like, I couldn't remember for the life of me any of my usernames or anything like that, but like, I definitely looked at the oh, yeah. Weezer message. I was Fatboy Slim LP. Oh, yeah, yes. that's right. <laughs> I was Tabby Cat, Tabby Cat 742, later changed to Tabby Cat. What if you guys introduce yourselves every week as those names? <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm Fatboy Slim LP. 
you had a you had a bunch of different because you got banned, right? <laughs> you got banned. Oh, lots of people got banned. I didn't though because I was terrified of getting banned. But uh, oh wow, <laughs> we're all little jerks. Like <laughs> yeah. now, you know, now message boards would be like breeding grounds for alt right fucking shitheads. Yeah. But <laughs> back then it was just like, oh, we're just being eighteen year old idiots. Yeah, I don't remember why people got banned. I don't either. They, I don't know. Probably spamming. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, like I remember, like sometimes you would try to like on on the you try to get it so you had the top or you you started the thread on everything on the front page. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, you can get banned for that, right? Yeah, stuff like just <laughs> stupid stuff like that. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I have a really good friend who met her husband on a Red Hot Chili Peppers message board. My friend Nicola, <laughs> oh my which we should we should have her on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, she has two really cute cats. Ooh. But anyway, um, but yeah, like for me, message boards too were very. Uh, I mean, I think because I was well, just did, did you use them for like community or did you just use them to get the news from the band? Um Yeah, see I think that's the difference. I don't think I ever I think I was even too scared to make friends with people on the message boards. Uh, yeah. Like I, I think maybe because I was so young, especially because all that message board stuff was more uh yeah, like my freshman year of high school or like junior high school. So oh, I think yeah. even, so I don't okay. think I ever really socialized with people in a meaningful way. I mean later in life I I've met people off Tumblr, but like as an adult in LA. But like yeah. from music message boards, like any of those people from like my youth, I don't even know. Like they could all be like fifty year old men for all I well, know. That's I don't a, know. that's what we were always told in the pre social yeah. media era. We were told Be careful. Don't don't talk to anybody on the internet because they, you know, it's some guy that's going to kidnap you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, but, you're the only person I've met from the internet so far. Huh. From that era. From that era. From, well, even, what, why would I have met? I mean, I guess oh, we've Twitter. met people well, doing the percast. Yeah, I guess like, oh, I followed you on Instagram. Now you're on my podcast. It is different, though. It feels it's different, really yeah. different. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm friends. I, I haven't been friends with someone on the internet and then met them. Yeah, I guess that is different. I'd be curious. I mean, I was like, does I would could I even find like? Do you think I, people would remember you? They'd be like, oh my god, it's it's uh, Jurassic Steven. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> JP Exciter, which was the name of the Depeche Mode album that had come out on the Dan's JP three message boards for when Jurassic Park three came out, same era as two thousand one. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was, I guess 2001 was my big like message board year. <laughs> that was when Every Day came out. That was the Dave Matthews Band album. That was when they went pop. Um, <laughs> but I was telling Sarah that I used to play a game on the Dave Matthews Band message boards, which I don't know if, if Weezer's shows were ever as like, cause Dave Matthews Band was a jam, a jam band. band yeah. So they would, so it was like fun to guess like what songs they would play in what order. And it was actually like a bracket thing where you, over oh. a season you would get points. Oh, so, so you would like, if you wanted to play, you would be like, okay, they're going to play 23 songs and then you guess the set list and then you get points for the song. If it's on the thing, you would get points. If it was in the right slot, huh. you get bonus points for guessing the encore. That sounds fun. But I think we were all too lazy. Well, Weezer also, fans are just Weezer like, no, we rock and <laughs> with rivers. I bet he played the same thing in the same order. That's all true. the time, yeah. Are there because like they're not going to play Tripping Billies or something just yeah, yeah. randomly in there? Because I've never seen Weezer live, so I don't know what their shows are like at all. Or yeah, that's what I was going to ask if you've ever seen them live. No, I mean now is not now, the time. Now we can look at Setlist FM and see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if it's like the difference between the nights or any different? Because yeah, I feel like nowadays, other than if you are like a band like that, there's no reason to like. Don't you want to just play the songs really good and like? For me, I mean, there's not that many shows. There's this summer is the the first time I'm ever seeing a band twice on the same tour. Wait, who are you seeing? I'm seeing Carly Rae Jepsen twice oh, right, right, right. because she plays in Anaheim at the House of Blues at the end of June, and then plays in L.A. 
at the end of or at the beginning of August. Yeah, so it might change. There, stuff yeah. could change between, the, but you know, with a big pop act like that, then they might not because you have a big show. Yeah, that yeah. goes along with it. There's yeah. more than just oh, we want to do this song. It's like oh, we have. It is set up this way because she has to do a costume change here, so that yes, this has yeah, to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they'll probably tweak some things just for interest because yeah. they know a lot of people are going to see. Well, yeah, twice. and I also um, the tickets for Anaheim were so cheap. I was like, oh. I'm just going to go, and then I got meet and greet tickets Ooh. for LA, and I'm going to be like, Do you want to be on the percast? Your cat Jupiter is so cute. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. It might not, but I'm, I'm just trying to randomly look up like a Weezer set list from like 2001. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I definitely watched. Because I had the video, the DVD. Oh, yeah. I uh, forgot, the, the, did that come with any list. concert footage or not? I, I don't remember. It, not really. I know there were some live performances, but I just, I'm remembering there was like, they did Pink Triangle at a high school auditorium <laughs> and that's on there, which oh, is such God. a weird song to play for like it's teenagers. A weird, <laughs> yeah. It's a weird song to play for anybody. I think every time they said lesbian, the kids were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen. Yeah, convert that lesbian to being straight. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Have you heard. Uh, the band Nine Days, because the lead singer, you know, story of a girl. Oh, this uh-huh. is the yeah. story. So he's like a high school teacher now, and there's a YouTube <laughs> video of him playing the song in for his class. Oh my god! And there's this whole opening conversation of him being like talking about how like it sucked to be a rock star and everything. And there's something like so sad but so sweet about it about this guy who's like that was like his old life. I don't know. It's very interesting. Do you think the kids know, like, cause do they know that song? Are they like, Oh my God, our teacher's that guy. Or are they like, Oh, I've heard that on the oldie station. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I saw friends was on at Nick at night and I was like, Oh my God, I'm so old. <laughs> I used to watch the monsters on it, Nick at I night. Know. Well, they used to, you know, I mean, now, now it's problematic, but they used to show the Cosby show when yeah. we were kids. And yeah. that was only 10 years old then. That's true. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. You think about, it's like, yeah, there's like I guess time friends gaps. Is like, when did friends end? 2000, Early 2000s? Yeah, like, I think it ended later than I think, but it was like 2002 oh, or something like that. Wow. So maybe, like, Dope Nose was playing over the credits or something. <laughs> yeah, the yeah the last song I ever played was Island in the Sun. Like, I like I feel like I listened to, because I think I did, if anything, I think if anything I downloaded, I remember downloading early Maladroit, for, oh. like, versions or something like that. And How were those? Were those, I, like, I, different from the album? I, I think that was when he was, like, soliciting yeah, like getting people in on the message boards to like give them that their feedback. Oh wow, I don't remember that. Oh that I, I remember reading something about that, which sounds like one such a reverse thing to do. Yeah, and two like a way to make a really bad album because, <laughs> like, like we were talking, you don't need to make everything perfect. Like just make it with you four guys and your producer. Make it the album you want to make. Yeah, just don't trust tr- yourself. Yeah, don't care about what. You know, this fucking 18 year old mm-hmm. is <laughs> trolling on the internet. It tells you they want to listen but, to. But, but Weezer's also the same band that when everyone said cover Africa, they did. Yeah. 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 Oh, they're <laughs> definitely. Yeah. No, no, they've always been like that. Well, yeah, 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 they, yeah. They've always. And it's gotten to a point where because social media is become, you can get even more connected to your fans. It's like he can, he can directly ask people what they, you know, he's on Twitter. He's. He sees that. <coughs> Sorry, I, I guess because I just remembered something. Because did you remember? A there's tweet? a well, no. There's a there's a Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne is yeah. on yes. a Weezer song because Lil Wayne is known as Wheezy. And I'm like, yeah. that's another like. I guess I didn't. Of course, think they about have to that. collaborate because of that. I'm like, that's so stupid. Yeah. And I like and I like like the Carter Three. That Lil Wayne album is really great, but it's just like, yeah, like I'm just gonna like. 
why not like Weezer is now like following meme culture instead of yeah. creating it, you know? But who nobody's creating meme like you can't actively create meme culture. It's like yeah. you just see a rat on the sidewalk with pizza and you take a picture. Like you it's... You know someone created that. Oh really? Yeah, it was <sighs> God, nothing is pure anymore. <laughs> well, I know it's like the Lucid Chart thing where we're like, this is so good for that. Oh, yeah. Have you have you seen the? No, I oh. we're not sponsored by Lucid no, Chart. No, but, but there's they... this really cute video on YouTube that's about all the different kinds of snacks. And it's yeah. like danger noodles and uh, nope ropes, and then at the end, it's like a, an ad for Lucid Chart. This is all. These are all words I don't know what they mean. <laughs> It's like you guys are all of a sudden just started saying like a word in Swedish, like every like, fifth it's word. It's almost like dope nose. Yeah. What? Yeah. Bring back dope nose. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's. So, okay. So 2001, you're listening to the Green Album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so you listen to everything then through Ratitude? Uh, yes. I like, would... were you still like a big fan or was it? I mean, I would say, or yeah. Or were you ever a big fan, I guess? I think I think the Green Album was definitely like, I was a fan because I remember consuming, that was the thing. It was like like listening and you guys talking about the spreadsheet thing it's like I know about that and it's yeah. like I know about the Harvard and I know about the like mm-hmm. awkward fan thing of the letter and you know from Pinkerton it's like I know all that stuff so I was like oh I guess it, but I, and, and you know and it's when you grow up listening to the radio and K-Rock and stuff it's like a lot of those bands are your favorite bands because that's the stuff you listen to all the time and yeah, I mean, again, it was, I guess I was a fan enough to the point where I lurked message boards, but yeah. never joined them, uh, you know? Lurkers, yes. So that's what I mean. It's like, I think I was a really big Weezer fan for a certain period of time, but I almost yeah. like, because I didn't keep up with it and like, even like the Red Album, uh, I was like, oh yeah, I remember downloading that off Mediafire, <laughs> like having the Mediafire file, because I think that was the album that had a cover of... The band's The Weight, which is really good. Their Does cover it? of The Weight. Well, no, this on Spotify. B side. Yeah, yeah, it was like a B side, but oh, it was like a it was like an iTunes bonus track or something. Huh. But it's not on Spotify. And then I also can't remember if it's Red Album or Ratitude. Oh. Because you know, after I'm, a while, I'm pretty sure it's. The, well, I'm looking right now, but because uh, I know that the Red Album, a bunch of the B, a couple of B sides were covers. Because yeah, yeah. when we we're doing the cover songs, oh, I was like, oh, wait, I should it, we'll probably end up doing. I mean, the weight because that's a good song in general. Yeah, yeah, it's a good song in general. So Weezer covering it, it's like, and it's you know, it's like a song where they're not gonna like put a lot of production on it, so it actually sounds pretty good. Mm. Like this original song itself is really good, so it's like you can't really mess it up, even if it isn't like Weezer fight or whatever. At least it's not like generic. Crazy chest to follow me, and they caught me in the fog. that was probably the final era that I kept up with Weezer because when I was because it, it almost is surprising how many albums they've had oh my god yeah where you're just like wait a minute like and I would look at a track list because like I remember when Hurley came out but then I looked at the track list and I'm like I don't know any of these yeah. songs <laughs> uh, yeah sometimes you're yeah you're looking at them and uh, like before we started we were playing if you're wondering if I want you to I want you to <laughs> and it and it was like I I know this song but I 
can't ever imagine me putting it on on purpose. No, <laughs> and I know. I, I mean, I really like it, but yes, but if only because at least it sounds not highly produced and stuff, and it's and it's catchy. But it's I agree with catchy. you. It's the chorus is like, it's it's. Well, and the lyrics are bad. I'm a lyrics person, yeah. and I don't like them. They're I don't understand. Oh yeah, like he's talking about. It's so. I guess it's about being with someone who I don't know. I'm always trying to figure out what these songs are about. <laughs> if you're I'm wondering sorry. if I, well, no, and it took me a while to actually get it right. It's if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. Is it kind of like like he's with this girl and he's doing things that he doesn't want to do before her? Because there's the, look at my face right now. I'm just like because <laughs> you played the, the I, part I, well, about a, eating we, meat. We, even we though had this discussion. <laughs> we had this exact discussion when we were doing the uh, live. <laughs> Discuss oh, the yeah. live one, and I told you it doesn't fucking matter. But no, it does, I, 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 though, yeah, like... I, I think people, uh, listeners, um, what, uh, turned on left us here heads or something. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I think it matters to me because all the songs I like, and that's partly why I don't like Weezer songs now. Because even if they're catchy, I listen to the lyrics and I don't. Again, like the Green album, "Oh Girlfriend" is such a clear song. And he says exactly what he's feeling. Yeah. And but like a song like "Crab" is like. Crab if you want to. Crab yeah. at the booty. I don't know. Crab at the booty. That's the <laughs> like sign for the song. <laughs> just, just like have Zoidberg just coming in and out, like oh. well, and but um, I I almost like I'm wondering if I want you to. I want, I'm just gonna keep trying to say it as much as possible. <laughs> Maybe but, that's why I don't like it. It's too long. But I think it's to me, it's almost like it's such a it's him like riffing or like trying to do a parody of those types of songs of like you know like early Beatles stuff. But it's like so like complicated it almost is almost feels like a parody in that way but i i can't imagine him writing well i don't know it's hard to, well, hard to get in the mind of rivers <laughs> but <laughs> but i was it, real it's not real oh my god <laughs> but but i will say that um the newest weezer song that i actually that i actually realized that i do really like Africa. even if the lyrics are yeah even if the lyrics are like or the song is very problematic is um thank god for girls off the white album and I really like that song, how it sounds. I was telling Sarah today when we had lunch, I was like, I like the White Album. Oh, really? You've listened to the – I've only listened but, to that song. But I I told her I remember liking it, but I don't remember like, – I, I don't remember any of the songs really. I just remember <laughs> listening to it. I'm like, I oh, this isn't I think bad. I've listened to the White Album. Wait, let's bring up a track list so we can really be sure if yeah, I've yeah. listened oh, to I, this I was, or not. Oh, you have it? Okay. Yeah, I have it up. No, Thank God for Girls is – Oh, you know what – no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, thank God for girls. Again, it's like a song just essentially about fetishizing women or whatever. Like bringing home a kid, like, and you've got a cannoli, like, for me or whatever. No, he has the word cannoli. Yeah, in that song. he uses no. the word cannoli, like, twice, like, in two different. But the, the, um, the, the. That's a... your problem. <laughs> it just, I can imagine him rhyming it with something stupid. <laughs> Well, I mean, there is, but there has been a history, and maybe it's that, like, lessening... Um... He rhymed it with ravioli, didn't yeah, yeah. he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had ravioli last night. It was really good. Um, well, no, but there's a history in Weezer songs of using food, but then it's always that thing of like, um, what's it called? Like uh, diminishing returns where my favorite line from El Scorcho is um, I'll bring home the turkey and you bring home oh, the bacon. Uh -huh. And it's so sweet and romantic, but then it just keeps getting diminished over time so that by the time you're at pork and beans, you're like, ugh, you know? So it's that thing of like, well, I don't know. No, but the thing is turkey and bacon are things that you 
conceivable. Even that line, okay, it's a little bit, but it makes you think. But those are things that you would conceivably both bring if you're living together. And one of you's bringing the main course, and one of you's bringing like breakfast. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't think about it too Where's much. Money, yeah, like, bacon's the money. <laughs> but like eating candy before you eat pork and beans, it just makes my brain just kind of <laughs> scramble and wonder like Ooh, when like did eggs. you yeah <laughs> when did you ever eat candy before eating pork and beans do you eat candy after you eat pork and beans when do you eat candy when do you eat pork and beans is it lunch is it dinner? i yeah, think yeah. too much but anyway the white album i'm realizing now i did listen to this i think because some people said it was good the only i don't remember any of the songs but i remember thinking do you want to get high was decent yeah, there's something I liked about too. it. Yeah, this was like the height of uh, of the uh, spreadsheet era too, of of him writing shit with spreadsheets. Oh, really? Like th- this is when he did that uh, episode of Song Exploder, oh, which he I have do- to listen to. I love Song Exploder. He, he does it about Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory. Oh, cool. You oh, were uh, saying it's like if you compare it to everyone else's Song Exploder episode. I haven't listened to it yeah. yet, but that it's oh, so it's, ridiculous. It's the <laughs> it's the most mystifying, insane. I can't believe that this is how he writes music, kind of thing. Like. Every, Every single I'm so excited. Let's just put it this way. There's a part in there where he talks about how he does the guitar solos and how he makes it, you know, creates the guitar solos, and it involves him doing rock star poses in a room with mirrors. (laughs) Let that sink in for a minute. And and it explains so much. But and uh, but yeah, so this is another thing when you're talking about like, oh, the lyrics, it's like for him. He's like, I, I, the lyrics came out of a spreadsheet. Well, yeah, we, we read a thing. Or maybe, <laughs> yeah, saying? pretty Mad much. Before. It is, essentially, because I think I sent you an article. I maybe mentioned it on our last episode, but he, I was reading that he, he has, he'll come up with a line for a song. Yeah. And he'll put it in a, in a program or something. A, he hired a programmer yeah. to like, uh, <laughs> to like categorize each, so, each line that he comes up with. Yeah. Right <laughs> so he'll be like writing a song and be like, oh, I need a line that goes here that fits this meter or this whatever, or this length. The, the yeah. stress is on this word uh-huh. and it rhymes with this. Yeah. And then it'll spit out a line and he'll just put it in. Even if it has like nothing to do with wow. anything. <laughs> and, and like, he just like, you know, he, like that summer lane and drunk Dory is just like something he heard and he's like, Oh yeah, that sounds like a good thing. And like, he comes up with like a riff or something and that's the, and he's like, Oh, I need something this length to be like for the, for the chorus. And it's like, Oh, okay. That's the name of the song now. I mean, he's been making music for a long time. You know, it just feels like homework at this point. You you got to try to find some way to get it done as fast as possible. you, You were talking about it before. He, he wants to sound like, you know, he was exploring what it sounds like to be the early Beatles, you know, he, he's trying to make pop writing pop music into a algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> he's turning something from an art to a craft yeah. in a way or whatever. Into like, a, he wants into a science. Yeah. He, he yeah. wants the science of making the perfect pop song. Like he says stuff like, like he yeah, wants to. I remember. Yeah. I think there was, again, I, I, what if it's like spin or something? It's not Rolling <laughs> Stone, but I remember that. I remember reading that article when he was coming back after post Pinkerton failure and all that stuff and the dark room and everything of like him talking about the songbook of like breaking down every Nirvana song. And was there other artists that he broke down? I remember, was it? I think Nirvana is one I remember, but I'm sure he did it with everybody. (laughs) There's like a thing of like Lil Wayne songs that are all broken (laughs) down. (laughs) Well, I want to know how he wants to be a rapper so bad. Oh, I know. I, I, there's some song on the red album. I can't remember the name of it now, but I remember it was one that's a lot. Well, the I, greatest I, man. I, no, which is fun, but it's. I hate that song. I, I listened to it, too. and I was like, "Oh, but anyway, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, sir." Well, 
No, I was just gonna say there's a song in the Red Album where I actually looked it up because I it sounded oh it's like Let's Get Dangerous or something Everybody Get Dangerous. I looked it up because I was like this sounds like it could have been in like a heist like a comedy heist movie and I wonder if it was and it wasn't but it said that. (laughs) Uh, Rivers was listening to a lot of Eminem at the time. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, everybody get dangerous. <laughs> well, I was going to say the problem with The Greatest Man That Ever Lived, although I like it and it's a fun song, were we talking, did I? I think so. We were talking about it. It's him trying to do Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, but beca- exactly. But because it's that, uh, like where you were saying, it's like, it's that era of the spreadsheets where, and again, when we, we were, the earlier conversation about everything being like perfectly uh, you know, eight bars, like perfectly looped. So yeah. it's like it changes every like 30 or 40 seconds. And it's just so perfect where it just, this is like, I'm just trying to do my own version of Bohemian Rhapsody. So it's like, it's not going to be as good because it, Bohemian Rhapsody, I mean, I'm not the biggest Queen fan, but like w- when those organic changes probably yes. blew people's minds organic. back in the day. That's the yeah. difference. If yeah. you listen to The Greatest Men That Ever Lived, it feels stitched together it feels yeah. like paste it like I'm gonna do this now well, and this. It, you could almost imagine like in a world where the, this like, is where it changed yeah like you could see him like like oh. like Rivers at, like looking over <laughs> Brian's shoulder and Pro Tools like hey JJ I don't know if Brian actually does any of that I, I assume being the guitarist he knows how to use the Pro Tools the best but like I see <laughs> him see like produce that album I'm just yeah. like I'm just like like Rivers like hmm, Rick Rubin sp- produced that album oh, oh wow huh. I was like I don't, but he definitely wouldn't be somebody who would use his own hands. Yeah. He'd have somebody there like doing it and be like, have it, change the little acapella part, put it here. No, 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 no. Put it back here. Like, I, I feel like you could, like, I feel like a, you're the same person you're going to hire, like hire them to just make up, uh, see how many possible combinations you could do with yeah. all the parts yeah. and then have like every, every version of it. You oh could listen God. to it. I feel like it's like, uh, you know, the the computers in, in the Marvel movies where it's just like a flat screen and you move your hands and stuff. Yes. And he's doing that. He's like dragging this one over here and putting this in just like in the air, like minority report style. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, like, oh, here's the little Green Day part. Here's the, you know. Or he runs it through some program he created and a little printout comes out and it's like, well, this no, is it's 90, hired 93% to to pop music, uh, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's not how music is yeah. I want I do want to know how he used to write music before because I obviously like Pinkerton was a failure in quotes or whatever um but I want to know like when he was actually writing music just to write it what was that like how did he did he sit down did he have something in his mind I mean like I'm just gonna write what I feel I mean I feel like I mean, yeah, everyone has a different method for writing songs, but I feel like most people write songs, and I would say even most successful musicians write songs by just having an idea and then just sitting down. And it like, and there's no kind of like set way. Yeah, because it, it could be like I came up with the riff first, and then or an from, idea, or a, a, a single line, or maybe the title, and it never comes together the same way, which is what makes it organic. Yeah, or it might just sit there for like five years, yeah. and then it finally comes. Yeah, comes out like. It's, you know, listen to Song Exploder, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Carly Rae Jepsen episode is really good, too. Mm. The U2 one is pretty good, too. Hmm. And the uh, Lindsey Buckingham one. Ooh, I didn't it's know It's amazing. I, I haven't listened in a while, so I definitely yeah. have a lot of catching up. I've got to listen to these. I only yeah. listen to the ones that like I know the artist <laughs> yeah. that I care about. Because there's a bunch of you, I'm like, I don't know who this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's cool because they have access to the stems. So you can mm. actually hear the little individual yeah. parts Ooh. and stuff, which is really fun. That's neat. Yeah. Can I mention, I no. said I was going to bring up my least favorite song on the Red Album. Yes, yes. I want to hear this. Troublemaker. Yes. Because. I don't even well, remember that one. <laughs> it's the first song on the album. Oh, okay. And I will also, I would also like to add, and I don't know which of his algorithms did this, but <laughs> he rhymes uh, biatch with kids. 
by saying kiads. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a black eyed peas he says, rhyme. Uh, so, marrying a biatch, having seven kiads. <laughs> God, give a hoot. <laughs> look, at, like... look at the iTunes cover for that song for Troublemaker. Oh my God. Is that. It's like it's, an anime. Is that anime. an official cover? Yeah. It's the alternative. It's like an anime girl. The alternative cover. It's the alternative cover. Rivers probably watches tons of anime. Yeah. Here's the. I think you guys. Well, of were course, ta- that's how uh, that's how he learns his Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say because you guys. I think on a past episode, you guys were saying about like what does Rivers watch, and I'm like, he just watches anime. <laughs> like he's literally just watching Fruits Basket and like FLCL and you know oh, Cowboy Bebop and you know he does have the insane fascination with. Uh, with uh, Japan, yes, mostly Japan. mostly their women, <laughs> most of the half Japanese women. They do it to them every time. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, but again, I wonder which of his algorithms was like, yeah, biatch and kids rhymes. If you tweak it a little, I was like, give a I don't give a hoot is is like yeah uh, no is it, it, like oh my god is like Tolkien esque lo- right? po- poetry compared to pork and beans biatch. is a masterpiece compared to troublemaker because I I thought pork and beans would be my least favorite song on that album but the troublemaker and then what's the song that's after troublemaker um, the greatest album? man that ever lived oh okay yeah I was like wow these keep getting worse and worse but I think troublemaker variations on a shaker hymn oh god it's oh my god it's it's so transparent in what he trying to do sometimes yeah yeah well i will say to defend pork and beans because i feel like it, my my <laughs> first enjoyment ever of it started as a joke and now i actually <laughs> do feel like i have to defend it i will say the song sounds like it is it's like it like the guitar is like i like the music like yeah. it, it sounds yeah. goofy so I, I like that it kind of it looks like the red album cover mm-hmm. like that's what the song sounds like yes. it's like you know, it just sounds howdy, like howdy, howdy. It, yeah, it really does. It sounds like a it sounds like a cobbled together like toy made out of like uh like just you know like left. It just sounds like a leftovers like it's the song. island of misfit toys yeah. of uh, Reezer songs. I wonder if somebody wrote completely new lyrics and did that song to that to that music and changed all the music no, and no. changed the voice. Like, and changed... <laughs> keep the music the yeah. same. Even keep, you know if Rivers wanted to. Well, no, let's take him out of the equation. But like somebody else wants to take. Take the music from that, make new lyrics, and put a new song. That I wonder if I'd like it because it's not a bad song musically. I, I yeah. like most of their songs musically. It's the yeah, most of them. You well, know what this is, Sarah? You always have this problem of liking something, but then not, but the but liking something where the main person's the worst part about it, like with X Files, where oh, Chris Carter is like the worst part yeah. about X Files. Yeah, it's like you take the main person away, and everything else is great. All the things that make this <laughs> up are great. I think it's that the main. I think it's that the main person maybe has one great idea, <laughs> or yeah. one yeah. or a, one great thing in them, and then uh, Jim Davis, <laughs> and then they end up with as being George Lucas and making the prequel. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like I had this great idea, and then you just have too much power and well, too yeah. much time. Well, no, they get to, to a point where they don't want to take advice from anyone else because they're like, I'm the lead. And I think I don't know if that happened with Weezer, but again, Matt Sharp left, and he seems like he wouldn't take that shit from any you know he seems yeah. also maybe a little difficult to work with but like well like we read the stuff with brian bell um oh, was yeah. talking about how each, each album that's like oh i also sent you the article about every album they say how the last album oh. failed and the next one's gonna be better yeah it's like it's like uh the green album was a reaction to pinkerton failing so they took the emotion out 
because Pinkerton was too emotional. So then you get the Green Elm, but then the Green Elm was too produced. So then they came up with Maladroit because it's less produced. And then it wasn't it's... emotional enough. So they came up with Make Believe. And then, and yeah, every album is like a reaction to try and fix the mistakes of the previous album. I think it was Vulture that like they collected quotes from the band members. Oh saying my God, this. I would yeah. love to read this. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'll find it. Well, yeah. And if the, I think the Red album came out after. Um... The Red Album came out after Make Believe, yeah. and so uh, uh, Make Believe was too sincere, so then the Red Album is very well, ironic and jokey. I also think for that one, they said that Make Believe, I guess, didn't involve the other members enough. So on the Red the red Album now, you have like other people doing songs. Actually, of, of the songs I listened to on the Red Album, I got through 10 of them. My favorite <laughs> one was one where Brian is singing. And I was like, I wonder if he wrote this too, because it sounds better lyrically than any of the other songs. Oh, no. And I looked it up and he had written it. Oh wow. And it's called um Thought I Thought I Knew. Thought I Knew, yeah. That's my probably my favorite song on the album. You so know, far. Well then I wonder if if Did you like song nine, which is automatic with Pat's song? <laughs> Kind of liked it, but I've heard some of Brian's other like he has other bands and oh, I've really? heard his stuff, and he's pretty good. I, yeah, I, I didn't like really his stuff. To it. The, the Red Album, like it has. Some of the songs are five minutes long, hmm. you know, or the greatest man that oh, ever lives. Because that is so parentheses <laughs> variations on a shaker ham, and parentheses is almost six minutes long. And well, it's because it has like twelve different songs in it. <laughs> and, and Weezer songs, okay, there's like a perfect length for a Weezer song, which you think would be in his spreadsheets, but it, it's right. somewhere between like three minutes and four minutes. How long yeah. is Buddy Holly? Um, I'll look it up. That's but a good I, question. But it's like the Green Album songs are too short. They are too short. Then the Red Album songs are too long. I so we need to find to, the Goldilocks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I listened to a live version of Oh Girlfriend, and it was actually better because they extended the guitar solo and actually made it more interesting. Oh, cool. Because on the Green Album, they're just like all the solos are just wow. kind of yeah, they're just like the cor- like the chorus. Put, I don't know. So, so the the longest besides <laughs> besides only in dreams. The longest song on the uh, Blue Album is the Sweater Song. Yeah, it's like but, five minutes, right? Yeah, but also a lot of that's the intro, yeah. which you can skip. <laughs> and then uh, the next one is The World in Turn and Left Me Here is 426. Hmm. So in the short – oh, and Buddy Holly is what you asked about. It's only two minutes and 40 seconds. Oh. So I feel like he, I feel like you would think he would make – can you imagine somebody making an album where every song is the exact length? Oh, my God. Well, I think that would irritate me. Yeah. I bet it's hap- – oh, everything's Well, happened. I think that's why yeah. the Green Album – is you know, so you're short right, because important. I think it's just like maybe there's a little variation here and there because of like beats per minute or whatever. But I think they're all the same structure, so yes. they all end up being almost exactly the same. What they're ten songs, twenty eight minutes, and yeah. Oh Girlfriend's four minutes. So if you think the other uh, twenty four minutes divided by nine was that <laughs> okay? Nine? There are too many numbers. In there. Three the less than three. Each song is less than three minutes. <laughs> well, I, well, I will <laughs> Did say. I do math? <laughs> well, I will so, say like it's. Yeah. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. Um, Oh, Girlfriend's 350, Island of the Sun is 320, Hashpipe's 306, everything else is under, is wow. under three. Wow. The shortest one is Knock, Knock Down, Drag Out is 208. It's a garbage song. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> is it as bad as Crab? No, Crab is... Crab's for the worst. I, I think those are like fine, just like throwaway album tracks. Like like not every song on an album is going to be great. But on the Blue Album it is. On Pinkerton, I don't think well, there's a throwaway okay. song. <laughs> Get you. No, I like that There's song. a few... Yeah. <laughs> There's a few uh, throwaway lyrics that could go. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> problematic stuff aside. <laughs> well, I, it was funny because I realized, like, because I was at the time anticipating the Green album so much, and then obviously yeah. being that perfectly ripe, angsty age for mm-hmm. Pinkerton, as yeah. I like Mr. Burns my fingers. <laughs> uh, I, I listened to the Blue album, but I was never like 
into it in a way. And and re-listening to it in the last couple of weeks, I was like, oh my God, this album is yeah. really fucking good. That's one I've it, appreciated like, it's as perf- an adult. It's a perfect album. It's honestly, like, I mean, I'm sure, like, obviously it was probably amazing at the time, refreshing yeah. compared to, like, you know, the, the grunge era starting to creep in and, like, you know. Yeah. Like, because. Reaction the, to STP, like the. Yeah, yeah. Re- reaction to the second wave of grunge. Jeremy's broken. Uh, but like uh, I love Pearl Jam. But he, yeah. No, I do too. But well, but it's I mean, again, it's a reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so now, like listening to the blue album, I'm like, wow, this is actually like really refreshing. Yeah. Like, well, and I almost yeah. forgot because of all this years of other Weezer. Yeah. I almost forgot how good that first. You album can really kind of take it for granted how good it is because again, I, I also was an angsty Pinkerton fan up until, well, it's going to end someday. That's a no, t-shirt but... you need to make for this podcast. You can be like angsty oh, Pinkerton fan. I'm writing, yeah. I'm writing that down to you guys. <laughs> you know, I want to do, I want to have a green album robot t-shirt. Right. But, but now Just as an blue adult. would be the blue one. Right. But as an adult now listening to the blue album, I'm slightly, I'm definitely less angsty than I was as a teenager. I mean, it's slowly fading, but <laughs> as I get less and less angsty, the blue album's like, wow, you don't have to be sad or sing about how lonely you are for a song to be good, this whole album is just solid. So, okay, so I think that we're probably winding down here, but there, yeah. I did want to mention one more thing on the Red album, which I'm going to go because <laughs> I forgot which song it was. It, it was the song where it was nothing but references. Oh, heart songs. Heart songs. Oh, Jesus that fucking awful. Christ. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that song's that, awful. Because what reminded so was bad. so the Blue album had a lot of like the references to like his stuff. He's like my favorite oh, rock yeah. band, Kiss. Like you know that. Uh, that song in the garage, in partic- yeah. Uh-huh. In particular, is just you know I've got kitty, but it does it in a way that's like oh that's a relatable and this well, is what it's, he feels. It's incidental it's not to the song. <laughs> yeah, it's like the song is about I feel I feel like I'm more accepted when I'm in this garage yeah. playing Dungeons and Dragons with all these posters around the me. The references are but heart songs purpose. is like. This I'm going to sing about this song and this album and this album, and I'm going to describe the cover of their Nirvana album, how there's a baby on it. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. It, that's like the worst of also <sighs> the Weezer, I think. Should too, I just read them of... like it's poetry? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I need some. Uh, <laughs> let me put on my uh, my black uh, turtleneck. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> best Ira Glass. <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot sang a song about a boat. The sink in the lake at the break of morn, <laughs> break of the morn, and a cat named Stevens found no. a faith he could believe in, and Joan Baez <laughs> never listened to too much jazz. Or actually, says Baez never listened to too much <laughs> jazz, but hippie songs could be heard in our pad. God. <laughs> you made it through that very oh Matt just fell out of his chair. Sarah threw her head down on the table. This is where this is where your podcast broke. You broke us. Well also come on, a cat named Stevens. That's the stupidest way to say cat Stevens. Found a faith he could believe in. So yes, okay, yeah, he converted. His name Yusuf Islam now. That Michael Jackson's the me- oh, like every song. It sounds like ninth grade poetry. It of, does. These are oh. a few of my favorite things. I'm not even going to say ninth grade. It's like, it sounds like a kid writing a poem about, I don't know. It's the family guy of like being thankful or whatever. Oh like, just let me just name the things. Yeah. These are and not actually have songs. anything insightful to say about it. Why is Gordon Lightfoot inspired you? Why yeah. is Nirvana inspiring to you? Not here is a thing. Did you know that Gordon Lightfoot wrote a song about a boat? Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not saying anything. So, Yesterday at Podcast-a-thon, uh, uh, Matt Belknap, the co-host of, of the Never Not Funny podcast, read a poem by his six-year-old son about the color blue. And it was better blue. than heart songs? <laughs> it was better, I think. 
it ended with the line, blue is outstanding. Well, he's uh, not wrong if he's talking about the blue album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, okay, I think that. Uh, well, I was, is there something yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say it actually ties into Heart Songs because, uh, as I was saying before the recording, there is uh, the idea that, like, now Weezer has, you know, especially early Weezer, I think has meant a lot to a lot of up and coming musicians and stuff. Yeah. And one of my favorite bands, Ello Darling, mm. uh, they're a. The lead singer Elizabeth Morris uh, is from Australia, but the band is the but she, the bands run. They like were around, they broke up like a few years ago, but they played like really awesome kind of like twee pop rock music in the UK for a long time. I'd seen them, I've met them. Dax, friend of the show, yeah, has yeah. has also a logo designer. Uh-huh. Or yeah. Cover yeah, designer. yeah, that's true. Um, he did our, he did our so logo. he's seen them as well too, and they have it's actually their their most popular song on Spotify, and so. Just like how, you know, that idea of like paying reference or homage to the artist that inspired you, Ello Darling has done it a couple of times where they'll sometimes throw in lyrics to a song that they like as like a way of like, yeah. you know, it's kind of like showing. So the so there's a song called Kiss Your Lips, which is off their self-titled debut in 2010. And so the chorus goes, underneath the stars on the Ferris wheel, you swung your feet and sang my favorite Weezer song, so I sang along. And it's like that idea of like how, you know, like these songs can connect us and like, you know, this is like, oh my gosh, our favorite song is El yeah. Scorcho. And like, that's, we kind of, that's that thing that's like bringing these people together. Yeah. And I was just like, I was just like, I love, I mean, again, cause I think, I think it's the best Weezer song or it's one of my favorites. And then, it's a good one. and then one of my favorite bands, like referencing the lyrics to that song. And it's like, it was, it was done right. Yeah. Unlike heart songs. It this wasn't is... just packing in references. It's yeah. Like... There, there's a way to do a direct yeah. reference without mm-hmm. just, yeah. Ma- it, it... Ma- do it. I think it's, if you do one of those references in a song, it's, it, it oh, means yeah. something. If you, do, if your entire song is that <laughs> spreadsheet. Yeah. It's, I don't even, Oh God. Yeah. But, Burn but, that spreadsheet. But yeah. yeah. So this Ella Darling song for me is more of, referencing and, and showing what a song means to you in a way that it's like done right. Yeah, I think. And it's just funny sweet. that it's a Weezer song. Yeah. And then it's funny because El Scorcho is a song that talks about the green day or like, oh, oh. Yeah. you know, so it's like, it's this continual line of like, uh-huh. so, and I, were you guys saying that now El Scorcho references going to the Weezer show or yes. something? Well, at least in their live performance. That's funny. I like oh. that. I mean, it's yeah, kind of funny. At Coachella he did. I, did I didn't, I think I looked, but who knows? Wait, didn't somebody else tell us that they sometimes reference other bands? Oh, oh, somebody was saying at their recent, uh, I think it was Julia sure. from the boards. But any. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but she was saying that since they were touring with the Pixies, now they're saying like, uh, I asked you to go to the Pixies concert. So oh, I think they cool. just put in like what it, whoever they're touring with. But, but yeah, like it. It's a nice continual like showing. Again, it's it's a, a much more like me- meaningful way of showing the way. Yeah. Maybe we can play a little bit. Yeah, of that yeah, song we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll put it in a it. post. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that song I really like. And then yeah, and if and, and if it's done right, it makes you want to go listen to the songs. You makes you want to go listen to the original. It's yeah. not trying to replace it. Mm-hmm. You know? If it gives you the feeling of how you feel when you heard the song yes. versus yes. just saying, "Hey." 
There's this, this cat is, named Stevens. This is the thing. <laughs> this thing exists. Remember that? <laughs> That's Technic- a- Technically, I was living where Cat Stevens lived when I was when I did see Ella Darling in London, a place called oh. Catford Bridge, oh. where there actually is a cat statue, yeah. which they were the city was trying to get rid of, and all the people were like, "No, don't get rid of our crappy cat statue." Hey, it all does come back to cats. <laughs> we found a way to work cats into this episode. <laughs> Matt, Matt's looking really happy. Right oh, I'm just reading his lyrics still. <laughs> You're, I mean, look, yeah. We Gotta can... have faith. I want to see clear. Never gonna give you up. This new love, a wishing well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rivers. rivers they, they should do a, like we should just for fun because I played you the love is the answer, which is a terrible. Oh song. yeah. But that should just be like a, a video of you just like smashing things <laughs> like over the lyrics of the song. <laughs> oh, smashing everything he references. Yeah, yeah we will do. Uh, an episode where we listen to Weezer songs we hate. It's just going to happen. <laughs> I mean, it probably has already. Well, probably I mean, is, I mean, yeah. did you hear this episode? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I, I think that we talked about Green a lot because uh, Stephen had mentioned that that's kind of where he got into the band. We mentioned Red a lot because he trolls us the pork and beans. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is probably the best way for us to talk about the Red album. Yeah, yeah you probably might is. not need to ever talk yeah, about it again. I'm I mean, fine we, with that. I mean, we'll we'll keep like parking beans is not as bad as we thought it was. It's no, not, it's not bad. I mean, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's fine. It's it, it is what it is. Yeah, I hate that phrase. Somebody but, rework the song. But change the lyrics for me. I think we have a. To me. I think heart songs is the new. Oh, it's oof. that might be the new worst Weezer. Yeah, song. it's probably worse than Troublemaker actually. Well, trouble. Whatever. Let's not. Let's so, not. Somebody else did a podcast that's finding the worst Weezer songs. So we don't need to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you got. Yeah, you'd have to put it into an algorithm. Yeah. What is the worst Weezer? Let's call up Rivers and see. He probably already knows. He's like, yeah, it's heart songs. <laughs> well, we've been going for yeah. a while. Yes. So before yeah. we before we start recording well, the next episode of the new pod of yeah. the other podcast, Stephen. What do you want to promote? What, which of your million podcasts? Um, <laughs> podcast, obviously. Yay. Um, I mean, listen to anything on Exactly Right, really. Woo. You know, Do You Need a Ride or mm-hmm. This Podcast Will Kill You or everything like that. Chris Furbanks uh, on. Yeah, yeah, Do You Need a Ride. Yeah. So good. Um, and uh, and my new, uh, my new, it's not new anymore. <laughs> uh, my Jurassic Park pa- podcast is coming out with a new season and some new episode stuff and interviews and Ooh. things. Oh, yeah, there's. So. There was somebody that was talking about Dr- Lyric Lewis, who's a an actress that's on uh, AP Bio. Oh, I don't know. She is obsessed with Jurassic Park and has like tattoos and stuff. Writing down her information yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm uh, write that down for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's because the new season is starting up in the fall. But then I'm starting up essentially like doing one-on-one interviews that's going to lead into the new season. So that's, it's kind of like a two tiered situation and like rebranding new logo and everything, or like <laughs> nice. album. Like I've never created a new podcast cover for a podcast while it was running. So yeah. I'm a little scared, but it should be fine. <laughs> so yeah, that's just Seed Jurassic, right? And yeah, thanks guys for having me on. It was so much, again, as I, I've been enjoying the podcast so much <laughs> oh, and you. I feel like, like I was telling Sarah, it's like, it's nice to listen to a podcast where you can talk about something you loved, but also feel free to like realize <laughs> how it's it. not the thing that it, well, but it's, it's different than like yeah. that, like cinema sins culture of just pointing out things that are bad. It's like, there's a reason why this stuff means so much to you. So th- you're not just yeah. shitting on things, just well, shitting it's like on feeling things. sad about how much we don't like it. I think which <laughs> I, which I feel like I, I, I feel like people connect with that a lot more. So I just, I, I'm, I'm hoping everybody else connects with it the way I do. Cause I really enjoy listening. So, oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for being listening. on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then 
I'm going to be back in LA later this year. Yes. So we'll oh, nice. have to record another episode. Yeah. But we can talk about that off the air. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah? What? Oh, well, I'm on the Percast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I also have another podcast that we didn't reference at all in this episode, <laughs> uh, which is about Don Bluth movies. Can find it. I What's don't. What's it want... called? It's called the Bluth, the whole Bluth, <laughs> and nothing but the Bluth. I think it's actually longer than this title. Is... Weezer has, tra- yeah, probably. Is it maybe? I don't know. We'll have to put it in. Both are too long to, to put on out. Instagram. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but yeah, I'm on Twitter at Sarah and Julie Iyer, Instagram at Sarah Iyer, and I think that is it. Where are you? I do not have another podcast <laughs> right now. Um, you can find me on Twitter um, tweeting about politics, New Mexico politics specifically, Woo. at FBI Hop. I'm on Instagram, at FBI Hop. I post pictures of my baseball hats. Oh, and uh, that also was your name on the boards at one point. FBI Hop. Yeah, later on after you got banned a few times. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and uh, I think that's all. I, I mean, nobody else wants anything else, <laughs> unless you want to read about New Mexico politics. But um you could find this podcast at, at Weezer Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And Facebook. At Facebook. Uh, Sarah makes great video trailers for every uh, episode. Oh my God, they're so good. Our last one uh, got banned. Speaking of getting banned in like many countries because we overused uh, a song. Because <laughs> we overused No Scrubs. The Weezer version <laughs> yeah, of No Scrubs. You can't see it in some countries because oh, we had really? too much of the song in there. So That's there'll be a little shorter coming they up. They claim but... it's because we used too much. I think it's because the song is bad. <laughs> <laughs> You know, actually, I, I heard that one clip of it so long because, you know, I was doing the closed I captions. Know. Then I'm like, I don't hate it as much anymore. I'm, I'm <laughs> I actually, stu- I hated it less the more I listened to it, too. Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> but anyways, follow us on Twitter and Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Tell your friends. Uh, rate, subscribe, rate, like, sub- et cetera. Again, if you give us five stars and give us a review, we'll, oh, we'll, read, we'll read it. Tell us what your favorite Weezer song is. Tell us what your heart song is. <laughs> <laughs> I spat on the mic. Oh, God. Uh, fuck, we don't. Um, How do we end it? uh, Eat your candy and also your pork and beans. See you next time, I guess. Bye. (laughs) Bye.